Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hands up if you're in the semifinals of Euro 2020. Yes, lads. Get in there. I'm Adam Smith, and this is the official England podcast, and we are on our way to the semi-finals of Euro 2020. How good does that sound? Stay with me as we get all the reaction to the epic 4-0 win. Yes, 4-0 win against Ukraine. You're listening to the official England podcast. <laughs> I am buzzing. Here's what's coming up. Duncan Alexander, the stats guru, is back to give us all the statistical insight to get us excited ahead of that semi-final clash. I've just got a feeling Spain are going to beat Italy. I know they probably don't deserve to. Yeah, I've got a feeling that's going to happen. We've got reactions from two-goal hero Harry Kane. That's just part and parcel of being a striker. You have to be ready for the next opportunity and I'll be ready again on Wednesday. Harry Maguire spoke to the media after his goal-scoring performance. This group of players aren't settling for a semi-final. We want to go further. So, like I said, we've got now rest, recover. We've got another big one. And manager Gareth Southgate was also on fine form after the game. I've seen lots of nations go out of tournaments because the spirit hasn't been like these boys have got. And um, it's something very special that they've got to recognise. Plus, I speak exclusively to former England winger Steve McManaman. I like the way we played. I like the way we came out. We were a lot quicker. We passed the ball forwards a lot quicker. Um, we have players who ran forward, but I mean, what a perfect night. So stay with me and enjoy basking in the glory of yet another England win. Semi-finals, here we come. Well, what an unbelievable performance that was. The boys were on absolute fire from minute one. Well, technically, minute four. And it was two-goal hero and skipper Harry Kane who spoke to the media after the match. Here's what he had to say. Go on, skipper. Fantastic performance from from everyone, really. Um, the perfect night for us, you know. We got off to a great start. Uh, to be fair to Ukraine, they created a few problems for us kind of 10, 15 minutes after that. We had to adapt our formation a little bit. Um, but then second half, we come out on fire and obviously getting them early goals really kills teams off. And then after that, we kept the ball really well, killed the game. Um, obviously managed to, to save a few legs through the boys with yellow cards. So, uh, yeah, we couldn't have asked for a, for a better night, really. We're on the right track for sure. Um, but look, we haven't done nothing yet. We've got a massive semi-final to look forward to now at, at Wembley. Uh, what, a, what an occasion, what a moment to be involved in. Uh, but like I said, after the Germany game, we have a vision of where we want to be. We're taking it step by step and so far so good. So uh, we have to recover now, enjoy it, uh, take the, the confidence from this game. But then obviously look ahead to, to a tough team in Denmark who's going to ha- uh, have their own 
positives uh, that we're going to have to be ready for. As a striker, sometimes the ball just falls your way, sometimes it don't. Today, obviously, it fell my way early. I was able to put one away. Um, and then to get, get one early in the second half was important. Nearly got the hat-trick, but uh, thankfully Hendo scored from the corner anyway. So uh, that's just part and parcel of being a striker. You have to be ready for the next opportunity, and I'll be ready again on Wednesday. He wasn't the only Harry to get on the score sheet, of course. Harry Maguire capped off another solid performance with that early second-half goal. How good's he been this tournament, by the way? And he had plenty of positives after the match. No, it's a great feeling. Back-to-back um, -back semi-finals at a major tournament is a great achievement, but like, I don't want to be a party pooper, but we don't stop here. We've got a, another big game coming up, and we want to go further, further this time than we did at the World Cup, so... No, of course, it's a great feeling to win here. And, and the way that we've done it as well shows the big progress that we're making um, as a country. So, no, long, long may the, the improvement continue. And like I say, we've got another big one coming up. Yeah, we have great belief in the dressing room. I think the first half was tough. We obviously got the early goal, what we wanted. And um, they caused a little few problems with the shape and they changed it a few times in the first half. But I think the second goal um, settled us down a lot. And then from then on, we, we, we controlled the game really well. And... Got the third and fourth, which I think we deserved on the, on the night. So, no, it was an impressive performance in the end. And listen, we've got now, now rest, recover, and uh, we've got another big one coming up. This group of players aren't settling for a semi-final. We want to go further. So, like I said, we've got now rest, recover, and we've got another big one. I think we spoke about before the game that we needed to be better on attacking set plays. We haven't scored one in this tournament yet. So, we've got two tonight from me, myself and Jordan. So, no, it was a great ball from Luke. And, no, I got a great, great connection on it and it was always ending up in the back of the net when I got that connection from, from that distance. But no, it's nice to chip in with a goal, but more importantly, the victory. And of course, the man who has masterminded our journey to the semi-finals. Yes, manager Gareth Southgate had lots to say after that emphatic victory. Let's hear from the gaffer. I said yesterday, I thought it was actually really great for us to come away from Wembley because... Um, it would have been really hard to replicate the atmosphere from the Germany game. So to come here, prepare differently, play in an historic stadium on a night that was beautiful for football with the weather, um, I think inspired the players and um, uh, they, they gave a fantastic performance. You know, not only the players that started, but um, the players that came into the game. Uh, they kept the momentum going. We were able to get the players off who were on a yellow card so and a couple that are carrying knocks um but actually i'm more thinking about the players that i had to leave out of the 23 and the ones i didn't get on the pitch because yeah they've been such a massive part of what we're doing and um it's so difficult to to keep a group of this size um involved happy feeling valued and um yeah, and yet those guys have been phenomenal with the way they've sacrificed themselves for the group and they've understood the importance of the group. We're, we're in a semi-final because of that spirit in, in a lot of aspects. Of course, the quality of the play as well, important. But, um, you know, I've, I've seen lots of nations go out of tournaments because the spirit hasn't been like these boys have got. And um, it, it's something very special that they've got to recognise. Well, that's that's the challenge for us now. You know, we know that, um, we had two games with Denmark in the autumn and, you know, I knew what a good side they were before and uh, uh, they've proved that again in this tournament. They're obviously riding a wave of emotion after what happened with Christian as well and that's that's understandable. So it's, uh, 
it's going to be a, a, a fantastic game to be a part of. We have got more experience as a group of those sorts of games and, um, and individually the players have got experience of those games, which is definitely helpful. Um, but we've got to do that now on, uh, on Wednesday night. Our defenders are playing well and our goalkeeper is playing well. And um, that's not just been the, f the four players tonight because obviously we've, we've had changes in other games where players have kept clean sheets. But it's been a collective. You know, our forward players are working so hard to stop the opposition. Um, the midfield players are, are covering the spaces. Um, you don't keep clean sheets just as a defence. So it, or, although it's a great feeling for the defence and they should be proud, um, it's a collective thing. And I think the players are seeing the rewards of that and they're buying into that. And um, we, we've known that it would give us a great chance in the tournament. And tonight we were, we were able to add the goals and a bit of a, a bit of panache in the way we played. And um, yeah, a, a, a special evening, but um, we're, we're on to the next challenge. So let's get a roundup of what has been said on social media. And everywhere I looked, left, right, centre, up, down, you name it, it was full of positivity for the performance, for the result, for everything. All things England. You can't help but smile looking at what social media was saying. Let's pick out a few. Tyson Fury said, I've not seen a beatdown over Ukraine like this since Dusseldorf, 28th of November, 2015. Luke Shaw simply put, what a night. All eyes on the semis. Gary Lineker tweeted, very proud of our England football team. They're a credit to themselves, their families, their sports and their country, both on and off the pitch. Well played and keep it going, lads. Clap, clap, clap. James Madison wrote, Harry Kane, best centre forward in world football for me. People tried to talk because he didn't score for a couple of games, but goes back to that old saying, form is temporary. Class is permanent. Well said, Madders. And Liam Gallagher simply said, it's coming home. Let's see if he's right. You're listening to the official England podcast. Now, it quite simply would not be a post-match official England podcast without our regular guest, a man that is regularly seen and heard on this whenever England do well within this tournament, which, let's face it, is every single game. From the analyst.com, Opta, at Oily Sailor on social media, it is the best stats man in the business, Duncan Alexander. Duncan, Hello. how are you after another huge result for England, mate? I'm getting excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm officially hashtag elated after that. I mean, that was, that was pretty <laughs> good, wasn't it? That was pretty good. It was incredible. Where did, where did you watch it, mate? And uh, you must have been uh, very calm throughout, I presume. Well, I'm always accused of being too calm about these things, but um, even I got mildly, uh, you know, het up about that performance. Yeah, I was just around some friends locally and then strolled back to collate some stats towards the end of the game. Obviously, you know, you can't you can't avoid that. So, uh, yeah, but what a, what an absolutely tremendous performance from England. That really was one for the ages, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And I, I was just... My overriding emotion watching that, mate, it... it Everything went right. It seems so comfortable for a quarterfinal of a Euros. Now, you are on because you're a stats man. You give us all the stats. So, come on. I imagine you've got an array of statistics to make England fans feel very happy after that one. The floor is yours, my friend. I mean, where do I start? I mean, it's the first time England have scored four goals in a knockout game uh, in 90 minutes. Obviously, they did it in 1966 against Germany, but that took 
uh, extra time to do it. You know, Harry Maguire, first thing the defenders score in a quarter final on the World Cup and Euros. Kane's now gone level with Shearer in tournaments, one behind Lineker. You know, no players uh, assisted more goals at a single Euros than Luke Shaw has. He's already got three, level with David Beckham at Euro 2000. And, he, and the thing I love, like Luke Shaw, you know, a man who has had big ups and downs in his career from, you know, really bad injuries and criticism from managers and stuff. He's been absolutely brilliant for us. And, you know, he obviously started the second half with two assists in three minutes and 51 seconds, which is pretty good. And we've, we've touched on this before, but Jenny Dean Zidane had one assist in 14 appearances at the Euros. Yeah. And Luke Shaw, more than I that in three that minutes when you said and 51 that. seconds. So hats That's off. incredible. You know? And like just England's defence as well. You know, Jude Bellingham, he was still a year away from playing his first ever game for Birmingham. The last time England conceded a goal in a tournament game. Um, they've matched Italy in wow. World Cup 90 in not conceding a goal in their first uh, five games in a tournament. I mean, you know, defences win new titles, as we've said before on this podcast. But I mean, this is this is unprecedented almost. Yeah, it is absolutely incredible what's going on. I, I feel like something special is building. I feel happy, honoured, proud to be supporting this group of players. You know that you wouldn't be on. It's the question I ask you every time you're on. Give us a weird and wonderful, wacky stat to make us laugh because you do keep me very entertained on your Twitter. So what have you got for me? Well, it's actually quite hard to find those ones tonight in a sense because it was just wall to wall, just endless records tumbling down. I mean, I think for me, the biggest joy of the night was Jordan Henderson's face when he scored that fourth goal because, you know, here's a man who who is an yeah. incredible captain in, you know, in club football and leader and, you know, really, you see him on social media, he's a brilliantly inclusive guy and, you know, he, he deserved that goal. That yeah. was his 43rd shot for England um, tonight and he finally scored. Wow. And I think what, you know, tournaments are won, I think, on team spirit. Um, we've seen some other teams in the in, in this Euros that maybe you know have got good players, but maybe their team spirit hasn't been all there, and they've gone out. Mm. And I think this, you know, we saw Reese James tweeting after the game wasn't even on the bench tonight, and the kind of collective joy within this England squad is really something to behold and I think Jordan Henderson scoring that goal really is you know a wonderful moment for the country yeah I totally agree with that mate uh, right let's look at the four teams left in it then Italy versus Spain is one semi-final England against Denmark so I just really wanted to get a sort of statistical breakdown of the four teams the strengths the weaknesses the favourites where do you see this sort of tournament going now that we are down to just the final four yeah I mean it's a strange one isn't it I think there's a weird quirk, actually, that all four teams in the semi-finals um, all played all three of their group games at home, um, which is quite interesting. I think, you know, obviously it's the first time that a tournament's been played in this fashion with, you know, some teams getting home games, some teams mm. being spread across the continent. Um, but, yeah, I think it's four very different teams. Italy are, as we saw the other night, a very good going forwards, they play almost like a club team. They're very, you know, very well drilled. Yeah, they play yeah. well, didn't they? They play well they're, in that game. But yeah. at the same time, Spain are like, they're like a kind of Spanish tribute side in a way, in the sense that they, they've made more than, <laughs> like, they've had more than a thousand successful passes, more than any other team's even made passes in this Euro. So they're still doing that Spanish thing of making loads and loads of passes. Wow. But, but they're having more shots. You know, they won yeah. the World Cup with eight goals in 2010. They're scoring a lot of goals. They've obviously scored five and five in, in a couple of games in this tournament. Um, but they are missing a lot of chances as well. You know, they had 28 shots against Switzerland and mm. he scored one. So I think that game's really intriguing because I think Italy are the better team and, and emphasis on the word team. But Spain have got so many potential match winners that I can kind of see them, you know, mm. kind of robbing Italy when maybe they didn't deserve to. And then Denmark, you know, Denmark play almost like a kind of classic Premier League team. You know, they're, they're kind of, 
in terms of statistics, they progress the ball faster than anyone else. You know, uh, Hoiberg's been brilliant in midfield. Um, you know, yeah. Marlow, let's hope he, well, maybe let's not hope he recovers from that ankle knock he got in the game. But, but he's been brilliant. So I think, you know, Denmark are, are definitely a dangerous team. But they're a sort of team that, that England or the England players will be used to playing, I think. Um, so I think it should be a pretty good match. Mm. Um you know, England haven't beaten many teams in knockout games in their history uh, at tournaments, but they did obviously beat Denmark yeah. um, pretty comfortably at the 2002 World Cup. So there's maybe one omen. But I think both semi-finals. I like that. Yeah, I like that I, omen. I wouldn't be surprised to see both semi-finals go to extra time. To be honest. Um, oh, go on then. I'm going to put you put your uh, put, put your predicting hat on. How do you see both semi-finals go? I've just got a feeling Spain are going to beat Italy. I, I know they probably don't deserve to. Yeah, do I've you? got a feeling Ooh. that's going to happen. And then obviously got a, got to back England. So yeah, let's go for a, yeah. a classic Euro '96 style England Spain clash at Wembley in Ooh. the final. So yeah, it'd be good. Let's get Stuart Pearce out at half time just to sort of scream into the ether. See if that inspires. I us. like that. Dunk, I like the omens. I like <laughs> the fact that you're predicting England. Um, hopefully, we'll speak to you again. Every time I've spoken to you, it's been uh, good news. We've been happy times. Yes. Uh, you've filled me with statistical joy. So, fingers crossed, mate. You think that we will be playing in the final. So, I'll keep my fingers crossed and hopefully, we'll speak to you after the next game. Cheers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm pleased to say joining me on the official England podcast after midnight after the game. So huge thank you to this former England legend for joining us. It is, of course, Steve McManaman. and Macca, thank you so much for joining us. So firstly, where are you? Because it is early hours that we're recording <laughs> this, mate. Well, uh, it's, firstly, it's a pleasure to, to join you, mate, and to speak to you, of course. I'm in the United States at the minute. I'm just north of New York. Um, so we're five hours behind. So I'm just going to go to the bar in a minute and celebrate <laughs> England's victory. So it's, it's, what are we? It's quarter past seven in the evening here. So there's plenty of time on a Saturday evening to enjoy myself properly. So there's no worries about Love that. Love that. So you've still got time to enjoy your evening. 
Obvious first question, mate. England 4-0 winners against Ukraine in a quarter-final. It was just the perfect result and performance, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I think we have to be honest and say the um, the opposition were what, how we thought they'd be. They were not as strong as um, you know other teams. Mm. But England still have to go out and beat them. They got off to a wonderful start, which was great. Um, I thought the second half performance was really um, was really impressive. I liked mm. the way we played. I liked the way we came out. We were a lot quicker. We passed the ball forward a lot quicker. Um, we had players who ran forward. But I mean, what a perfect night to mm. to be able to take players off in the seventy fifth minute and bring Jude yeah. Bellingham on for Jordan Henderson to get his goal. I thought Rashford looked sharp when he came on to give Dominic Calvert Lewin a game. You know, it was just, you know, to keep another clean sheet, it was just a perfect evening, wasn't it? Really impressive performance from the boys, considering you had to travel to Rome. And um, I thought they, their game management was excellent. So no um, no negative stories, actually. I think everybody's yeah. fitting well again, which is, a, which is another good sign. So uh, let's, you know, roll on Wednesday. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Actually. A lot of the, the legends that we've had on have said that. There's been a, the game management for a lot of these games has, has been spot on. You alluded to it there. So many positives. Harry Kane scoring another clean sheet. Players fit and well. There is just so many positives to take from this tournament, yes. isn't there? Yeah, is that, I don't know whether that's a good sign or a bad sign. Yeah, there, yeah fair point. Yeah, it is. Um, I think Gareth deserves a lot of credit because mm. he's changed the team around on numerous occasions. You know, he's never kept the same side because he must look at each team individually and. Th- feel that different players could, you know, adapt to the, you know, the, the opposition who they play against. So it was Trippier in the first game, Luke Shaw's mm. in the second game, you know, and then five, five at the back, of course, because of, of, of Germany and, and, and he didn't want to lose the game. I understand that. And then he yeah. changed it rounds again today by putting Sancho in and Mason Mount come back in and then to get everybody else on the pitch, I thought was excellent. And he'll be looking forward to Denmark and seeing whether, you know, other people deserve a go because you're always in 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 tournament football. You know, Gareth wants to give everybody a little piece of a piece of action if he can, mm. which is very understandable because, of course, you know, there's there's so many people in the squad, particularly for this tournament. And of course, he never chose uh, he never chose Grealish today, but you saw Gareth right after the game went over to Grealish and had a quiet word in his ear to probably say, "Don't worry, yeah. you know, we'll need you at times." So it's hard keeping 26, you know, well established. Premier League players, keeping them all happy. But I think, you know, Gareth's man management is second to none. And everybody I spoke to, everybody I speak to seems to think that, you know, the England camp is a very happy, is a very happy camp. And that only bodes well for everything. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, actually, because as I say, this is episode, I think, 28 of the podcast. We've spoken to over 20 of the current squad and every single player at some point has said to me how good the team spirit is. And that goes for players that are playing, players that aren't playing. It's been been amazing to hear that, actually. And I was going to ask you on that because obviously he's a former teammate of yours, but Gareth Southgate has made some huge calls. He's changed formations, he's changed Mm. uh, players and personnel, but to keep everyone happy. uh, And also we've seen so many people, you look on social media, everyone has their say on this England team. It's very tough to pick uh, an 11 from this time talented group of players. So how much credit do you think Gareth Southgate deserves for keeping the, the squad happy and for ultimately getting the results? I mean, a huge credit yeah, must go to him for that. Yeah, he must do actually because, you know, you look at today's performance and you look at the performances of the whole team, you know, throughout the tournament and you cannot say he's got anything wrong. Yes, he played Foden. Yes, he played Sterling. Yes, he played Mount. At times he's put in Bakaya Saka. Yes, he's put in Sancho today. So he's given everybody a go and that's all you can do. He's played Grealish at cameo roles, of course. And, and when he came on, he was excellent. He was excellent against Germany when that was probably the, the most difficult and tightest game. So you can only give everybody a go. And, you know, to keep them all 
occupied, to give mm. them all the opportunity to play, to tell them all, look, you maybe need that any given opportunity to break it, you know, a stubborn defence down. It's hard because we've all got our favourite creative players. And of course, you yeah. can't have six of them on at any one time. Yeah. So it's about keeping them all happy. And I mean, of course, they all want to play every game, so you're not going to keep them all happy. But the fact that England's have you know, possibly delivered their best performance in the latest game, which is the quarterfinal game, and now we go back to Wembley on Wednesday in front of 60,000 fans to play a Denmark team of, who, of course, have got their, their own storylines with them. But if if you put any team up against any team, you would say that England will be favourites going into this game because, because of the way they've performed. The, the individual talent they have. And of course, the, the home crowd is a, is, a, is a huge advantage, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because obviously you played in some, in some massive games in your career, but you also played in Euro 96, which was mm. a home tournament at Wembley. So you're well um, placed to talk about that home crowd. How, how much of a difference does that make? I, I suppose uh, I'm asking the mindset of a player who's played in a Euro yes. at Wembley. I mean, it's 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 a huge um, it's a huge advantage. I think yeah. when we played in in '96, we played. I think our last three games were Holland, who were excellent, Spain, who were great, and, yeah. and Germany. Yeah. I think the quality <laughs> of opposition. No, I think that it was a bit different then. But yeah. I think the fact that England are going into Denmark, you know, they are favourites. I think they're a better side. Regard if they played in the Stadio Olimpico, I think England would be favourites going to going into that game. And if they can yeah. deliver a type of of performance that we think we they can give us. I think they should win the game. I think the final, if they play in Italy or Spain, that might be a different, a different yeah. type of tie, even at home because of the opposition. But you know, no disrespect to Denmark at all. Mm. They've had an incredible tournament considering everything, everything they've had to deal with. You know, England should be beating Denmark. Mm. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you a few, about a few of the players specifically. Um, Harry Kane getting player of the match today. How pleased were you for him? Because it's amazing, isn't it, when strikers, I don't know if you can relate to these players maybe you played with in your time, but it seems to be a position on the pitch that if a striker goes two or three games without a goal, yeah. a, a big deal is made of it. But he's, he's clearly world-class, isn't he? And he showed that. Yeah, yeah. He's a, listen, he's one, of, he's one of the best number nines around, isn't he? I don't think, I don't think anybody would, would, would disagree with that. I yeah. think... The way England played today helped him. It made him stay. You know, when, when once he starts dropping deeper into midfield to try and get a kick of the ball because he feels he's not getting enough kicks of the ball, that's when he's at his his is 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 most well his least ineffective role. You want him to stay high up, like his first goal today, where he's on the back of the defender. You want players up and around him, like Sancho, like Sterling, like Mason Mount today, who keep running past defenders. So it keeps the defenders as high as they possibly can. I think that's when we see the best of Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, you know, against Germany, he had to come really deep at a lot of the times. And that, you know, I don't want to see my centre forward dropping into midfield to get a touch of the ball. But his quality is, undoubt is undoubtedly there. We know he's a 150 million, 100 million pound striker. We know Lewandowski's great. We know Kareem Benzema might be excellent, but we also know that Harry Kane's a superstar. So um, I've never had any, I've never, never had any doubts about him. I never was one of those people who wanted to see him um, replaced in the team. He was always my my star man. He was always the leader of, of the group, and um, I'm glad he got his rewards today because it's nice then to say I've scored X amount of goals in a competition. You know, he's chasing down Gary Lineker now in this competition. Having um, having gone past the, you know a couple of the lads today. Um, so I'm made up for him. I'm made up for yeah. him. He's a lovely lad as well, which is another nice thing. Yeah, I totally agree. He's a, he's a lovely guy. I wanted to ask you about Raheem Sterling as well, because of course yeah. you were you were an you were an attacking player, a winger that used yeah. to run at players. So I, I imagine you were very pleased to see uh, the tournament that Raheem's having, and obviously yeah. he loves playing at Wembley. He calls it his backyard, doesn't it? 
yes, it is. And he never scored today. But you know what? It didn't matter because he assisted Harry Kane in his first yeah. goal. He had a lovely flick for Luke Shaw. He's had a wonderful tournament as well. And his cross was was brilliant. Yeah. Set up Harry Kane's uh, second goal. So they've all played their part. You don't expect them to be superstars in every game. But if they chip in at times, score important goals, deliver the right pass... That's all you can, you know. That's all you can ask for, and I think Raheem's been brilliant today. Was a load of good, you know, really good, um, nice stories. One of Jordan Henderson coming on and getting his first goal. Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? You know, Dominic Calvert Lewin coming on in a major yeah. tournament like that. You know, you know, real Jude Bellingham. He looks, you know, he looks as if he's played sixty times for England. Real, mm-hmm. real nice, positive stories today. Yeah, and you mentioned a lot of the attacking players there: Calvert Lewin's, the Sterling's, the Canes. Yeah. we've got to talk about the defence. I mean, absolutely, five games absolutely, yeah. and no goals conceded. And, and Gareth was on the podcast a few days ago, and he said that you know they identified that the defence is such an important area. There's so many teams that, that have won tournaments on uh, mm. keeping clean sheets and defences, and it, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's amazing, isn't it? That England haven't conceded a goal in this tournament. Huge, huge positive so far for England. Yeah, and again, you know, coming into the tournament, like the English nature, we are, you know. It's either amazing or awful. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's really nice that Tyrone Mings played his pass at the beginning, of course, yeah. and Harry Maguire's come back in and him and John Stones look as if, again, you know, they, they know each other inside out. Garrett has chopped and changed the full-backs into full-backs, into wing-backs, and that hasn't hindered them at all. Jordan Pickford's had a, had a wonderful tournament after, you know, sometimes being criticised in an, in, a, in an Everton shirt. So, yeah, again, you know, I, I concentrate on the forwards, but I think... The, uh, the defenders themselves have been excellent. And, it, you know, even to the last minute today, we knew that England were going through. We knew England were, mm. were beating Ukraine and going to go through. We knew that after 3-0, after 4-0. But the desire to keep a clean sheet for those boys at the back was uh, was exceptional. And England look a real threat as well on set pieces. They mm. really do. Harry Maguire and John Stones, you know, in the World Cup in 18, you know, they look a real threat now. Throwing Harry Kane, throwing Jordan Henderson, who scored the winner. You know, Liverpool, uh, excuse me, England... Um, look really, really strong, don't they? Yeah. At, at set pieces and the delivery from whoever it is today, Luke, it was Luke Shaw today, was exceptional again. Mac, I wanted to ask you about the mindset. Obviously, you played in Euro '96, which was such a, a successful tournament for England. It's a tournament that I remember very fondly. I just wondered how the mindset shifts now. You get to the sort of the real business end semi-finals. Obviously, you got to a semi-final of a Euro. So, is the mood around the camp a lot more serious? Is it business as usual? Do you notice a shift change? I just wondered how things change around the place. It, it, it shouldn't be made to be very honest because they're going back home. They're going to go back to their own base. They're going to go back to their own stadium you know, they must be incredibly excited about yeah. what they've just achieved. So mentally, it should be fine. It shouldn't yeah. be a case of, you know, we're going to be scared about the opposition. Yes, you'll do your homework. But as I said, on paper, you know, you look at the individuals who who, who are in an England shirt and they should be better than the individuals on, the, on in a Denmark shirt. Whether, mm. whether it overwhelms them, the, you know, the feeling of the country behind them is another thing. We'll, we mm. won't know that until the, until the moment, but it should be just... As I said, they look as if they're all fit and well. I don't think there's any injuries at this moment. Maybe Saka, but I think he may be back for for for, for Wednesday. Mm. It should just be a case of overwhelming excitement, confidence. Because yeah. why wouldn't it be? They've just come yeah. off a four 0 victory. They're going to go back home. They're going to have their own families, and you know, as many as the nation watching them. There's going to be 20, 30 million people watching them on the television, yeah. all hoping they do well. You know, it, mentally it shouldn't be a problem. Physically, we'll wait and see how they respond. But again, that shouldn't be a problem, I wouldn't think. Do you sense like something special is happening right now, Maka? Because a lot of people that we speak to, I'm looking at the results that you said today, it seems so comfortable for England tonight. Uh, the fact they're playing at Wembley. Do you sense that 
there is something very special happening with England at the minute. To a certain extent, yeah. I don't get carried away because I was at games, you know, in 2016 when they lost to Iceland after winning 1-0. Yeah. And, you know, you sort of start getting carried away and then it comes and kicks you right up the backside when England get knocked out. So... I feel as if they're more than capable of winning this tournament. Don't get me wrong. I thought that beforehand. The more I've seen of this tournament and I know how difficult they are to beat, I mm. felt it even more. But, you know, I'm with a number of, of, of uh, you know, ex-players here with me from different nationalities and you don't want to get carried away about it. With Alessandro Del Piero at the minute and he's, of course... Italy are playing really yeah, well. I think England's are better than Spain, but I think Italy have been really impressive. Mm. So again, they've just had a, a you know a bad injury to Spinazzola, who's had a wonderful tournament, and I'm very sorry for him. But that weakens that weakens that Italian team. Mm. So if England were to meet them, of course it'd be a different game. But you know, again, it's at Wembley. It'll be a hard game. It's whether who can handle it. But I, I do feel like England's have got you know the you know in '96 it was a difficult tournament and I think the way the draws got and the way England have played and the way they're progressing and getting better I think they've got a wonderful chance mate of, of getting to the final and then you know the final could be a toss of the coin it could be a bad decision here it could be a red card it could be a sending off it could be a penalty but what an opportunity they've got at the moment yeah final question England against Denmark in the semi-finals of the Euros at Wembley can I get a score prediction how does Steve McManaman think this oh, game is no, I, 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 looking at Denmark today and looking with the forward lines and looking how England play I think England's a winner I think they'll win something like 2-0 I think they'll keep another clean sheet brilliant a perfect prediction that 2-0 clean sheet and hopefully into the final I've got to say Steve thank you so much for joining Cheers, us mate. hopefully you can go to the bar now have a drink and celebrate the England win it won't be hopefully, mate. I am definitely going to the bar and tell them. <laughs> <Have a few. laughs> Come on, England. Great to speak to you, mate. Take care. See you later, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. mate. Top man. You're listening to the official England podcast. Okay, well, there you have it. That is all we have time for on today's episode. What a performance, what a result, and what a tournament this is proving to be. So it's back to Wembley on Wednesday to face Denmark, and we'll be with you every single day as we build up to that massive match. I simply cannot wait. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? This is quite simply the only place where you can get exclusive daily access to the England team. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. All that's left for me to say is see you tomorrow. Stay safe and well done, England.